What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash malicious compliance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, a bunch of people have been mentioning my little tree here in the background. Yes, it started life as a Christmas tree. Yes, it's still here. Yes, it still has lights on it. Not plugged in at the moment. Wait a minute. There, that's better. Anyway, so... And everybody keeps saying, you still got your Christmas tree up? Well, mm, sort of. I mean, it sort of looks better sitting there green than the bare shelf top. Although, having that humidifier sitting right behind it isn't doing it any good aesthetically. But, yeah. So, I don't know. I might just decorate it for each and every season. We'll see. I'm actually starting to grow some uh, microgreens and... Uh, sprout some seeds and stuff and some legumes so maybe we'll put some extra shelves back here and use this space for that and you guys can watch my little baby plants grow i don't know we'll see all right let's read some stories no work from home for a sick intern now everyone works from home long time lurker so please pardon me for formatting errors i don't usually post the stories here reminded me of my internship experience in january of 2022 despite covid still raging all around restrictions were being lifted my internship office had a strict work-from-home office policy, even though all our work can easily be done online. In the first week of January 2022, I developed cold symptoms. I immediately informed my team lead and senior associate and requested permission to work from home. This wasn't even a request for time off since I was an intern eagerly trying to impress. My senior associate decided to have none of it. Being the brilliant manager, don't ask me about the management hierarchy, there isn't one, that he was, he refused to allow work from home. Everyone, including interns, must be in the office during work hours. COVID wasn't a concern because, according to him, they would closely watch my symptoms by checking my temperature throughout the day. Note, I took paracetamols, I don't know, I'm not looking it up, to control my temperature until my COVID test results came in while all this was happening. Nothing to be done, I complied. Two evenings later, my COVID test returned positive. Because of exposure, everyone had to work from home for the next two weeks. Turns out more people were also positive at the same time. While everyone had to return to the office in February, interns were expressly instructed to work from home for another month. Okay, COVID or not, whatever. Cold, flu, any symptoms like that. Hacking, snotty, watery eyes. I mean, if you know it's allergies, that's one thing. But if you actually have a cold, a flu of some sort, some contagion, then yeah, stay home. That manager sounded like a real genius. Um, why risk getting the whole office sick? with anything doesn't matter doesn't matter what it is why get everybody sick at the same time and just keep that cycle going when like you said most of your stuff can be done online i, I just don't understand how management thought processes work sometimes i just most of the time picky karen doesn't want to listen to my explanation i used to work at a tex-mex restaurant you know, the ones that charge like $12 for a taco? Holy cow. I had a customer come in and she asked for two quesadillas that were gluten-free, cheese-free, vegan-free, hell, I don't know, everything else free. I told her everything we normally put on it and she said no to everything. So basically all she wanted was our gluten-free wrap with lettuce and tomato. 
okay, that's fine, but if I put this like that into the system, it'll be $12 a piece. I can just get you a lettuce wrap with tomato and it'll be $2.25. I was even going to heat up the bread for her a little. I tried two times to explain this to her and she interrupted me and said, I know what I want. I want the quesadilla this way. And if you can't understand this, then go get the manager. So I understood her, got it made the way she wanted and brought it out. She gave me a smirk and was like, see, I knew you could do it. That made my blood boil and I was in shock that she was so dense. Once the bill came, she grabbed it, and before I could walk away, she yelled, Um, excuse me, so loud that the surrounding tables all stopped. Yes, ma'am, what can I help you with, I asked. Why the hell is it $24 for my two quesadillas? Uh, because the price on the menu is $12 each? Yeah, but I didn't get any of the included items. Yes, but you ordered two quesadillas, therefore that's what you got charged. So, of course, she spoke to the manager, who sided with me, and the lady paid for her bill. The full $24 for those two quesadillas. I did not, however, get a tip. No shocker there that you didn't get a tip. Honestly, I know you can't eat off of tips that are not money related, but <laughs> the tip there was you got to watch her suffer and have to pay the whole bill for a couple of uh, tortillas and some veggies on it. So there's that. You know, I see people like that all the time. They want to make customizations and think that because they stripped a bunch of stuff off, they're going to get charged less. Listen, nobody's got time to split it all out and make, you know, a la carte prices for everything on the menu. So uh, also when people come into a restaurant and they claim to be gluten intolerant or have allergies that really don't make any sense considering what they're eating, people are just, they like the attention. That's, that's it. They like the attention. By all means, eat your words. I used to work as a food receiver in a retirement home kitchen. I won't say the name, but I will say it sounds vaguely Nordic. When I took over as food receiver in the primary kitchen, didn't have much training. I was just told, you helped the previous guy, you know the most. The job's yours now. Over the next almost eight years, I got that place maximized for peak use of space. Every now and then we would get a new head chef, and they always made the mistake of trying to run it like a restaurant. Usually in about two weeks they'd realize that it was a different vibe and tone and adjust accordingly. Had a great head chef as a boss for about five years. He knew that since deliveries were food and to some degree perishable, my schedule needed to be a little fluid and flexible to account for late deliveries while not having me rack up overtime. We worked out a great system where I basically set my own hours and got everything done. Fast forward to a regime change. Head chef was a tool, but with him came a woman whose job title was never told to any of us in the kitchen. We were just told she outranked all of us. First thing she did was decide I would no longer have a fluid schedule. My shifts would be posted on the board like all the others, two weeks in advance. I didn't like it, but okay, fair enough. Cut to about two weeks later, I had to leave early for a dentist appointment that had been submitted and approved months ago. I reminded her the day before and the day of. Day after, she gives me a dressing down and a written reprimand for leaving before end of scheduled shift. She told me she didn't care what happened before. She never had papers for this request. Luckily for me, the head of the entire dining department, even above head chef, told her that she had been given all those time off approved papers when she started, and if my shift didn't reflect my pre-approved leaving early, it was her fault for not paying attention. Unluckily, she decided to take it out on me, saying that from now on, once schedule is posted, no changes unless it's in writing and signed by both of us, minimum of two days prior, no exceptions. I looked at the calendar and saw that I'd get to have some fun and get payback. See, being a food receiver, a monthly job of mine was to do end-of-month inventory on all food, beverage, cleaning items. I had actually created the inventory paperwork myself, 
So instead of being alphabetical, the items were all listed together based on which area they were stored in. Dishwasher chemical closet, freezer, dry food storage, soda syrup room, etc. Meaning after a few months, I could go room to room quickly and be done in less than two hours. Catch was it had to be done either last thing, last day of the month, or first thing, first day of the month. And could not do two in the same month. With no weekend deliveries, I worked Monday through Friday. Now under the old school head chef, if I had to do it on a Saturday or Sunday, I'd just come in and do it. Then leave early on a slow day, canceling the extra hours. And lo and behold, this was one of those months where inventory would have to be done on a Saturday or Sunday. Days she had me down as off on the calendar. I grinned like Tim Curry as the Grinch in Home Alone 2 and waited. Sure enough, last Friday of the month, she asked me, which day are you coming in to do inventory? I told her I wasn't. I was scheduled off. She goes into a tirade about, it's your job. You don't tell me no. I'll have you written up, etc. I calmly told her making the schedule was her job and responsibility, not mine. This earned me, I don't care what the schedule says, you're coming in this weekend. To which I sweetly and sarcastically asked if she had a paper signed by both of us and dated no later than yesterday about us agreeing to this switch. You know, the policy you created when you got called out by the head office for not properly handling my scheduled early shift. If smartphones had been commonly around in 2009, I would have taken a picture of her face. I found out from weekend crew it took her almost an entire day to do it herself. This was first of many times she found out the fun way that about half the tasks I did under the old regime were technically not required by my work position. I just did them when I had extra time to help a boss I respected. Update number one, or DLC for gamers. Some of you have asked to hear more about Head Chef mentioned in passing. I'll add the first and short instance now, the second and longer later. My failing is I get mad when I start thinking, and without realizing it I end up filling story with lots of insults and swears, and I need to rewrite to be somewhat professional, lol. Chef Weenie number one. So for the head chef and it- Really dude? All that noise and he ain't going nowhere. Chef Weenie number one. So for the head chef and his nimrodic attitude. As I stated before, my shift was Monday through Friday. Never found out if this was a company policy or just for the kitchen staff, but technically, we in the kitchen were supposed to work either one day every weekend or every other full weekend. The previous cool chef realized that only food delivered on weekends was three boxes of pastries, and Monday through Friday there was a constant stream of food orders I needed to either place or receive and quality check. So he circumvented and had me, the food receiver, work the days when there was actually food to receive. Now Chef Weenie comes around. He thinks I've politic to get all the weekends off and tells me you're coming in Sunday. I try to explain to him there's a logistical reason I have off on weekends. He just interrupts me claiming that my days of special treatment are over and that even though there's no deliveries just find something to do. Clean the freezer, fridge or something. So I come in on Sunday. Now I kept areas pretty clean on a daily basis only falling behind by a day from time to time if I had heavy deliveries or something. Two walk-in freezers, one walk-in fridge, one dry food storage room, one soda syrup room, except this Sunday, they were all recently cleaned with no issues, so I spent eight hours puttering around. Now a side tangent about delivery schedule. Chef placed orders for the raw meat, seafood, and fresh produce daily deliveries. I placed orders for twice a week ice cream deliveries, twice a week milk deliveries, and the big orders of bulk foods. I forget ice cream and milk schedule, but bulk orders were placed on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday deliveries. Everything got ordered on Friday for the first delivery day of the following week. So back to the week. I've worked Sunday into Wednesday now, and it's before they added me to the printed schedule. So I go to the chef and ask what my two days off that week are going to be. That's company policy, by the way. Not entitlement. He says, well, take Saturday off. There's no deliveries. Then I ask about my second day off. He looks at the calendar and gets an oh fornicate me look. 
start stammering about all the orders that need placed or received both of those days. I agree that yes, there are lots of deliveries and orders to be taken care of, but repeat that I need a second day off per company policy. He then starts in about how no one else here really knows how to place or take care of orders. I hold firm that it's not my problem. I'm supposed to have two days off. The heads of dining for the entire campus get involved. Right away the chef is asked, why did you have him work a day when there's no deliveries? So A, I got the next day, Thursday off. B, chef had to scramble to get Friday orders placed for the weekend, not even knowing where the order forms were. C, he didn't schedule me for any more weekends. And yes, that's the shorter incident. Again, new management stepping in and, you know, it makes them feel important if they can change everything around, set new rules, and just throw everything in an upheaval. I'm not saying that they don't have the power to make changes and that they shouldn't sometimes make changes. Sometimes, you know, you come in, but when you when you haven't even worked the place for more than a you know couple hours and you're already making changes on the first day, you don't even know what's been going on, how the system's been working. Does it work well? Does it not work well? Are things getting done or are they falling apart and we need to revamp everything from scratch? Yeah, that's just not smart. If I was a new chef or manager or whatever, I would come in and basically get the lay of the land and get to know people and see how the systems are working currently and learn what's going on around me. If I see something you know, glaringly obvious, then we make changes. If not, then you just kind of hold tight, relax, get to know the systems, the paperwork, the company policies, and then move on from there. Otherwise, you just end up with everything being a cluster and everybody's mad at you. Not, not that you're there to make friends, but you know, if they're all angry, they don't work well. They're not productive. So yeah, it's just crappy all the way around. Attend a mandatory interview for a job they don't want. In my late teens, I worked for the job center. I was sitting in, observing an employer interviewing for warehouse jobs. My role was to confirm the attendees were responding seriously rather than to just keep getting benefits. My checklist was specific. Just a numbered list with check yes or no did they answer X question in full. 15 questions. Nothing personal about the client like how they present themselves or the content of their answers. We had one client who had been unemployed since before my birth. Mr. P. Not incapable of working, he just didn't want to. Nice enough chap and very well educated. Sadly for him, he'd been informed that if he didn't attend this job interview, his benefits would cease for 26 weeks. Well, in he trots to his mandatory interview. It had obviously been raining because he was rather soggy and smelled like when you open a tent that's not been used for a long time. He's wearing full camo gear, a baseball cap saying, bad girl looking for a good time, whilst pulling a shopping trolley filled with newspapers wrapped in twine. He's also wearing leather sandals with socks. He proceeds to remove his sandals and very wet socks, wrung them out over the carpet and carefully placed the socks on the radiator. By this point, the interviewing manager's chin is on the floor and I'm trying not to look anywhere but my own lap in case I start sniggering. The guy answers all the interview questions perfectly normally, but interspersed the time between questions with comments like, I just picked up a raspberry seed from between my teeth. The last time I ate any was a good six months ago. Just as they were about to end the interview and I'm internally congratulating myself on keeping my face neutral, he groaned, rubbed his knee, and announced his cervix had a cramp. <laughs> uh, I lost it and had to leave the room. He didn't get the job. He also kept his benefits. For some reason, the employer began using a recruitment agency for their vacancies not long afterwards. R.I.P. Mr. P. Well done on beating the system for so long. Edit. Just to clarify, Mr. P. wasn't homeless had no mental issues he made us aware of, and usually dressed normally. I'm not mocking a vulnerable person. I'm not making fun of anyone's misfortune except the interviewers. So there's a scene in Train Spotting where it's very similar to this. You know, you have to make some effort. But if you try too hard, you just might get the job, which is totally against what you're, you know, you're trying to avoid the job to begin with. So Also, there's an old saying, 
old age and treachery will always beat youth and exuberance. I don't remember who said it, but it's fitting. I like it. That's where I'm headed. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.